Hello, Stardust, and welcome. You're tuning in to Interstellar Soundwaves. Today... What are you doing? I'm doing the intro? The intro. Yes, the intro to my show. The show that's being aired on a live feed through my ship's transmissions? Y yes <sighs> Bob, do you really think that's a good idea? Especially when we have two very big companies watching our every move. I'm using your scrambler. We should be fine. Besides, don't you want people in the system to know what's going on? I wouldn't want my listeners to worry if I left them on radio silence. You know, I really wish you had gained better insight during your revival process. Harsh. Look, Bob, I'm just trying to think about our safety first. Think about the crew and what we can do to fix this mess. Okay, Mr. Captain. How can we fix this? We don't have many options here with what little time we have. Again, why don't we just wake up Clementine? Because Clementine's the reason we're stuck out here. She might try and shoot us if we wake her up after what I did. Wait. I'm confused. Can you, uh, please explain? We had a plan, and it was going well. But Clementine, well, she decided to do her own thing, against the wishes of the crew and myself. Right. I... I remember bits of your talk. You... You two were scheming something behind Ebulosion's back during the incident. How do you know that? Oh, uh, my memory device still seemed to be functional when I was offline. However, I only got bits and pieces. Nothing concrete, just vague statements. Well, that's good to know. But in any case, Clementine went behind my back and collected the core. Why did she? I thought everyone was against the core collection after it destroyed your sister ship. She rigged it up to our ship as an explosive. When our ship comes into contact with any force, the containment will shatter and destroy the target. Along with us. Okay, I knew Clementine wanted revenge, but why would she subject the entire crew to her plan? I don't know. All I know is that she's unpredictable and bent on revenge. So I had to take measures into my own hands. Well, what was the original plan before everything fell apart? I was going to collect all the information pointing to Nebulosion's vaults. Stripping the surveillance from, well, you. Pretty simple to gather the data from an offline robot. I'd present Nebulosion's actions to the board, and we'd have them take responsibility for their actions. We'd get justice and extra credits. Nebulosion's reputation would spiral down, and they'd be done for... Clementine wanted something more... direct. Less bureaucratic in her terms. She wanted blood for blood. Ooh, well, good thing the whole blowing up the ship plan didn't go through. How did you even figure out her plan? It was a few weeks after you went offline. I was handing over some documents to Clementine when I noticed the core hidden away. I, I put two and two together and knew I had to do something. I only managed to stop her by damaging the FTL system. I thought it would distract her as our chief engineer. You know, having to fix that would only take away only a fraction of her time. 
so that gave me some time to devise a plan to temporarily stop her. Temporarily? Look, I don't know how to safely discard a white dwarf core fragment. Do you? Point taken. Was there anything else? You said something before about the escape pods. Oh, yes, the escape pods. I stored our fuel tanks inside them to give me more time. I had Sardine help me transport them during late hours when the group was asleep. Oh, well, that's nice of Sardine to help out. He's a nice robot. Was. Was? It's a bit fuzzy. But before everyone went into cryosleep to prepare for a return trip, Clementine tried to... She... Well, uh, you don't have to tell me everything all at once. I'm sure you're still processing a lot after being asleep for over a decade. Uh, in the meantime, why don't I read off today's sponsor message for the farmer's market? Reading what? Sponsor? Oh, right, you don't know. Well, Kelvin, even I can make business deals too. Several weeks back, I was contacted by this robot named Quincy. He's all about anti-capitalism. I'm sure you'd like him. But anyway, I became a sponsor for this group against corporations. In return, they would send me power cells. Because... Well, there was barely any power in the ship when I woke up. It's why I didn't wake you until I could secure the ship with enough cells to make 100% stable power. I admit I may have messed up a few times, but it's okay. I had a technician help me. Okay, so you work with anti-capitalists, but not just any group. No, no, no. You're working with one of the board's branches. The board? You did mention them before. They're also known as the Board of Ethics. They fight against corrupt corporations and try to make sure people are treated right. They have their own private markets for independent sellers that aren't tied to a company, and all the big corporations hate them. Oh, I see. That, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And you messed up the ship? Oh, don't, don't worry about that. Like I said, taken care of. One of my listeners just so happened to be a ship engineer. I even fixed the flickering lights. You're welcome. Yeah, oh, all right, all right. Sure. Anything else I should know, Bob? I went through your personal logs live. You did what? I didn't air out all of them. Only some. You are somehow more of a headache now than you were when you were a corporate proxy. Is that a compliment? What do you think? Well, coming from you, yes. No! Okay, okay, maybe I deserve that. But you have to admit, people need to know what happened. I wanted to know. All I knew at the time was that I was alone. I didn't know why the ship went dark. I didn't know why we were stationary. And I sure didn't know why anyone hadn't woken up yet. Doesn't your crew do rotations? Why have everyone be asleep all at once? Who would manage the ship? I... I had and still have many questions, Kelvin. So, sorry I aired out our problems on the transmissions. But I don't regret it. 
Look, Bob, I'll tell you what you need to know. Just promise me that you'll turn off the broadcast when I relay them to you. We can't guarantee that Nebulosion or any company is tuning into this frequency. You can open up the comms again afterwards, but I can't let others know about this just yet. Okay, Kelvin. I'll do that. Thank you. So, are we doing this now, or...? Just... Just give me a few minutes to recollect my thoughts. Play some music or whatever. I've got something even better. I've recently acquired some news around this system. But first, the message. Better not blink, or you'll miss a passing comet. Hidden away in a belt, lies a few ships ready for takeoff. Fly into the rock. But make sure it's the right one. The farmer's market, where communities come together to sell and purchase local goods. Support the farmer's market today, and not the corporations destroy your livelihood. This has been a message from our sponsor. Now my Stardust still tuning in, let's dive in to Nebula News. Okay, what is this? <laughs> it's my news segment. Oh, but, but don't worry, I won't be too long. Then we'll talk. Oh, okay, Calvin? Okay, okay, yeah, sure. Just do your little bit. Well, alright. Today we'll be talking about a well-known site known as the Truck Stop. Most spacers and pilots know about this place if you want to leave or travel around the system. Starcrafts and vessels fuel up here before they take off on their journeys. Quite recently, in the depths of the truck stop stain, the shedding pedals is in recovery mode. The owner of the establishment, Mo, has been dealing with an infestation of rogue droids. Apparently, these droids are quite the common nuisance around the truck stop. The more recent infestation was caused by an inside party, sources indicate. However, Mo was able to successfully drive out the pests and the interloper. Four new shops have been opened on the west side of the truck stop. Each of these shops are all boba taverns. I do not know what a boba is. However, the truck stop really seems to love these things. There are now 93 boba taverns on the planet, cornered off to their very own little spot, the Boba Bazaar. Now, sure there are other smaller stations located around the system to fuel up on meteors. However, do they have a Boba Bazaar? I think not. And that concludes today's Nebula News. Are you done? Yes! Uh, would, would you like to have that discussion now? I do, but first, the truck stop has a boba bazaar now? Yeah, uh, do you... do you know what a boba is? It's, uh, a tea drink with little tapioca pearls? They're okay. Interesting. Okay, listeners. I'm going to end the broadcast just for a few minutes so I can talk to Kelvin one-on-one. -on -one. Bot and Beetle. So, uh... Ooh, I've, I've got a bit of a backlog on these ads. Sorry, Quincy. Why don't I plug in this week's Real Raps film ad? We'll... we'll be back shortly.
A long time ago, in a world much like our very own, there was a bard who would make history. Now, show. I think it's time for you to embark on your own quest. You were given a special gift. Some might say it's a curse, but that depends on how you use it. I know I'll never be as good as you, but one day, I'll make a name for myself, and I'll surround you with a bunch of wealth to live peacefully with a hundred percent guarantee. Oh, I'll be sure to make you proud, Pappy. I believe in you, son. He finds friendship along the way. I need your help to form a band. Will you lend me a string? A band, you say? I might be up to the task, but you must act fast. To gain my favor, I produce a wager. For you must solve my riddles three, if you wish to accompany yours truly. Aren't you supposed to be the famous musician? Where's your lute? Why are you rhyming? Oh, you're thinking of my grandfather. But me? Well, I'm just a scholar. I was cursed as a lad, for if I don't rhyme, well, I simply run out of time. An epic comedy and story of whimsical melodies. So our band is a cover-up to take over the Bardic College and demolish the system? Yeah, basically. Yin? Well, how could I not be? Let's go make some history. For you, for me, our results will be legendary. We have our weapons at the ready. So let's go on and fight and put down this system. All right, uh, you all ready for your audition? We were born ready, right, Show? Why, my dear Lane, we'll be setting this display in a spark of flames. We've made it this far. It'll be sublime. But to you, my friend, it's showtime. Showtime, a real raps musical film of the century. Tune in to the theaters this week for a fun, family-friendly adventure. Wow, that's, uh... That's a lot to take in, Kelvin. She ripped his head off? Yeah. Yeah, she did. I still blame myself for what happened to Sardine. Can't you just... You know... Reattach his head back on? A, a simple fix for a robot. I mean, sure, we could. But that doesn't mean our sardine would come back. I'm... I, I still don't understand how your sentience works. Clem figured something out, given how you're standing there, but... I wouldn't be hopeful. So... There's no chance of getting sardine back? Not that I know of, no. I'm... I'm sorry. No, 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 don't... Don't be... Sardine chose to take the fall for the FTL destruction. What do you think would have happened if Clementine knew it was your idea in the first place? Most likely stage a mutiny. Or toss me out of the cargo bay. Well, then we should thank Sardine for what they did. Also, 
if I may ask, how, uh, how did you stop Clementine? Not, not that I'm doubting you, but it's just that, well, she's twice your size. Look, I only briefly stopped her out of pure luck. What made it brief? We still have the core fragment on our ship, don't we? Ah, yeah, you make a good point. During the trip back to the Arithia system, our crew took shifts between cryosleep and ship upkeep. One of the drillers woke me up on the last run, and I had manipulated Clem's pod. You manipulated it? Did, did anyone catch you tampering with a crew member's pod? No, no one saw me. I was the last one awake during that cycle. I made sure of it. All I did was add a zero to her timer. Wake up in 20 years instead of two. Thought it would give me time, and everyone else enough time, to figure out how to dispose of the core. Well, did you? No, I was asleep for a decade. This is the first time I've been awake in years, Bob, years. When the ship slowly lost power, it kicked into the emergency reserves and kept all our pods on standby. Oh, right. So what you're saying is we shouldn't wake up Clementine. Just for now, at least. We should first figure out what to do with our future guests. The Star Express does have a few weapon caches in the cargo bay. It was mainly for the security team. But seeing as they're either asleep or decommissioned, we might as well make use of them ourselves. I... I don't think I can handle a weapon of any sort. I'm not built for fighting, Kelvin. Well, neither am I, but we don't have much of a choice now, do we? Can't I... Can, can, can I just, you know, let you take care of shooting or stabbing? Maybe we can reason with them? <laughs> you can't reason with corporate dogs. Trust me, I know. Alright. Okay. Great. So, we just wait until someone arrives and shoot them? No. We'll set up the ship's laser first to intimidate them. And then if that doesn't work, then we shoot them. Wait, this ship has a laser? It's supposed to be for mining, but in this case, it's for saving our ass in a short time frame. I doubt it can destroy a ship. I mean, it destroys, like, what? Planet? Rock? I mean, surely it can take down a ship. Maybe a standard cruiser, sure. But we're dealing with Stellar Corp and Nebulosion. Those two will definitely send out high-grade ships. We could, uh, I don't know, shoot the core at the ships when they arrive. We might get caught up in the blast if we do that. The Star Express can't really go anywhere at the moment without much fuel. Sure, we could move a fraction into the system, but that's too big of a risk to take. I'm not endangering my crew. Okay, even if I don't like them, and, well, would rather do anything else than this. But what if we just give Nebulosion the fragment? We could potentially deal with Nebulosion in a non-hostile manner. They were our most prominent client, even if that company's a piece of shit. However, they still want our ship for salvaging, and I wouldn't put it past Stellar Corporation to clean out the Star Express before taking it for themselves either. A few hundred lives for the bragging rights of our ship? They wouldn't hesitate for the spotlight. If anything, we blow up their ships first. Do you really think Dahlia would try something violent? She seemed more interested in the Didum and... Uh... Myself? We can simply blackmail, barter, and bribe her way out of this mess. 
I've dealt with her plenty of times for contracts. Okay, so we've got a plan. Blow up any stellar ships that come our way and set up a transmission with Dahlia. Easy. It only sounds easy, Bob. If things go wrong with Dahlia, she might just side with Stellar to kill everyone on our ship. What if you... Uh, send me through a pod? I could go onto the Nebulosian ship and talk with Dahlia there. Bob, I'm not sending you alone on a corporate ship. I get the feeling you'd just make things worse. Plus, Dahlia's way too important to Nebulosian to come out here herself. If anything, she'll send a middleman to do her work for her. So, like, Troy? Who? Oh, uh, Dahlia's assistant. She replaced her old one? Well, then I guess, yeah. She'd send him to collect a fragment. And you. Then I can just talk to him. It'll be fine. Just trust me, Kelvin. I really don't want to. Okay, okay, fine. But if things go south, I won't hesitate to pull you back in and light up their ship. You're much more violent than you were in your logs. Look, I put my crew first. So yes, I would blow up a ship or two for my family. And I guess, since you're part of the crew, I'd have your back as well. <gasps> you mean it? Don't make me regret it, Bob. But yeah, sure. Oh, it warms my gears hearing you say that. Uh, do you, uh, do you hear something? Oh, shit. Great. They're already here. You stay put. I'm heading down to the drill to set up the laser. Don't do anything stupid. Aye, aye, Captain Kelvin. There's the laser. Uh, Kelvin said not to do anything stupid, but I kind of want to answer this. Eh, what could go wrong? Requesting transmission. Please open comms for communication. Do not resist takeover. Request for ship takeover denied. Please turn around and have a nice day or face laserification. That's... That's not how this works. Cooperate or be assimilated. Hmm... No? Look, Mr. Mystery, we don't have time for you. We're expecting someone much more important. I'll have you know I'm the voice for our COO, as well as the one who decides if you live or die. Oh, and, uh, who might I be speaking to then? Call me Gyro. Mimi sends his regards. Hi, this is Ilya Ainsworth, the creator and editor of Interstellar Soundwaves. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Huge thanks to my friend Jacob Harrison for being the voice of our Officer Kelvin. Our mystery stellar pilot, Gyro, is played by Buck Gandley. Episodes are released every third Friday on Spotify. But, with only two episodes remaining, production might be slower as I work on finishing up Interstellar Soundwave's story. I appreciate everyone's patience for episode releases. I plan on having episode 9 ready in March. So until our next transmission, catch you later, fellow spacers.